Coming up one, guys, talking sports. We talk about everything that's been going on in the world of sports today. We start with Robert Salver, owner of the Phoenix Sun and the Phoenix Mercury. I'm in the process of selling both those teams. Um, we're also going to talk with, I mean, we're also going to talk about um, Boston head coach Ime Odoka um, now being suspended for the full year uh, for violating the code of conduct for the Boston Celtics. So we're going to talk more about that. We're also going to talk, give special shout to the WNBA um, new champions, the Las Vegas Aces. Um, we're going to talk about them as well. We're also going to talk a little bit NFL as well. My co-host, Nice and Smooth, join me on Guys Talking Sports, and that begins right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. We appreciate all the love and support out there. We are live now on Twitch, on YouTube Live, Twitter Live. We're all over the place. Uh, so we're going to get right into it. Got my co-host with me, Ace and Smooth. What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing today? Don't nobody talk at once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Just... uh listening to the rainfall outside and uh listening to um i think west virginia lose to virginia tech right about now oh oh really that's, 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 <laughs> that's, that's, that's wow well, the game is on but i'm not watching but i can hear it off in the background at last i checked it was seven to three is it something different than seven to three i don't know i like i said i was listening i don't i can't say for certain I'm, I'm, I'm not hating. I'm just, I'm just, just asking a question. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. Oh, actually, 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 actually <laughs> as I go on Bleacher Report, my brothers, my brown they're, they're winning. brothers, we're up 13 to 7. Okay. Oh, good. Yes, yeah, sir. All so right. we scored uh, two quick, to, uh, two quick thingies before they did half, but it's all good. But yes, I'm here. It's Thursday night. Bruh, I don't know what the hell. I think that, you know, the whole point of summer, or I don't know, we, we skipped spring, went straight to summer, and then all of a sudden, fall comes in and we straighten the fall. Like, there's no transition going on right now. So I'm just trying to get out the crib so we can have this nice small, you know, this nice smell of fall coming through because I, my brother, uh, yeah, I, I fried some chicken. I never fried chicken, but I just figured I'd just fry some chicken to see how it goes. So, so ladies, you out there <laughs> and you want some fried chicken? I can't guarantee it's good fried chicken, but it's some fried chicken. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to be like my man, Ime from uh, Boston, because you know he over here suaving and Rico suaving and talking all that good stuff with the ladies. So I'm trying to be the good man with the ladies on this podcast. So uh, yeah, what's going on? <laughs> oh, all right, For, all right, we'll, we'll get into that. But um, let's just <laughs> before we get into that, um, let's get some of that stuff out the way. Uh, hey, Neil, right, what's up? I'm my ex-wife. Leave alone. What's good, baby? I'm single. If you like them fat, I'm where it's at. Holla. <laughs> I ain't mad you shooting your shot right about now. Sir. Sir. Uh, <laughs> not mad you shooting your shot. But before we get into that, 
Um, let's talk about the owner. Well, yeah, the owner right now, current owner of the Phoenix Suns and Phoenix, Mer- Phoenix Mercury, Robert Sarver, um, announced on Wednesday, of course, that he has begun the process of selling both the NBA Phoenix Suns and the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury franchises. Um, he quoted as saying, as a man of faith, I believe in atonement and the path to forgiveness. I expect that the commissioner's one-year suspension will provide the time for me to focus, make amends, and remove my personal controversy from the teams that I and so many fans love. So, with that being said, I know we talked about last week about the situation with Robert Sarver, but now he's begun the process of looking to sell both the WNBA and the NBA teams. So, let me get your guys' thoughts on the fact that now he is starting the process of selling both teams. Well, uh, if I should go first. Uh, uh, if you want to go ahead and do what you do and then you turn around and, you know, you got to reap the consequences. So, so be it, you know, you need to make, you need to make it so that the overall team and the franchise can move forward and not be so hindered on what the heck you're trying to do. So, and then the fact that you own the, the, the WNBA side of the team, like you just didn't have much of a choice in this particular situation. So just know that uh, what you're giving up is something you'll never get back. So you had a good run. I hope you invested and uh, started doing some research on some other things. And uh, maybe you won't want to get a, you can't get a a football team, but maybe you can go in and do what you need to do to uh, put in on some new franchise somewhere. But your NBA and WNBA ties are pretty much done, sir. So I hope that everything that you try to achieve was this worth it on your part and happy trails and, and uh, Godspeed to whatever it is that you're trying to do for it. Hmm. Yeah, but keep it, I mean, let's keep it all like he was out the kind of his own heart. Um, sponsors were talking about pulling their money. And once these billionaires getting hit in the wallet, that's when things change. Because prior to that, when he was like, "Yeah, I'll stand by this," you know, suspension. And he about selling it to one of the minorities was saying, "Yo, we can't have this," you know, kind of um, fear, even for this CEO running a team because anybody else was fired. But once some sponsors start talking about, "Yo, we about to start pulling some money." Then that's when you come, you really become bad for business. And at that particular point, you pretty much had no, you know, option but, you know, sell it because it didn't, no sponsors, all the money was about to get snatched out, snatched from um the team's hands. So, when money talks, that's the only way these these billionaires of these sports teams, you know, a la Washington Commanders with you know with with Snyder. Once these sponsors start snatching money and hit them in their wallets, big chunks, then you're going to see some behavior change at a particular point. If nobody was pulling any money, I don't think you'd be selling. So um, let me ask you this question. Do you think that this was 
So uh, you kind of asked my question, to be honest, you already answered my question because I was going to ask, like, do you think that this was more off of him um, doing it or more so the players and sponsors forcing his hand? But if you believe that the players, I mean, if you believe that the sponsors were forcing his hand, um, I guess the next question for me would be going forward, I think, what do you think the NBA should do because quite frankly the person that was let off the hook was Adam Silver. So going forth in this, what do you think the NBA should do to kind of get ahead of something like this happening for, for, uh, get ahead of it before something like this happens again? And this question is for both. What can you do? I mean, we can't sit there and think about what somebody may say and try to combat it, you know what I'm saying? All you could do is sit there and just hope that nobody says nothing. And in the event that somebody does say something, uh, you have enough fortitude to sit there and try to combat or try to deflect the negativity that's coming behind said, said argument. But even then, if a particular governor or owner or whatever sport that we're talking about sits there and comes out of their mouth and says something, something crazy, the first people to hear it is not necessarily like the uh, the the own the I don't know the league is itself to sit there and say like oh X Y Z said X Y Z is more so that whoever is that super fan that heard X Y Z said something is that super fan that's going to go out there and oh shit did you hear that and then next thing you know it's uh, it done quadrupled and it's all over the internet at this particular point and you you're sitting there trying to play defensive. And, and you know, trying to deflect. So I think amongst NBA, amongst all sports, you know, you need to sit there. You, you do everything that you could do to sit there and say that if something was to be negative about a woman, you'll, you'll act X, Y, Z. Or if it's misconduct within the office place, you'll X, X, Y, Z. But nobody sits there and plans on this particular instance because you just don't think that based off of the previous owner with the LA Clippers, that something like this would still exist. But now you realize that something like this exists. So then you have to start writing it within contracts, bylaws, whatever the heck you need to write it. And sit there and say, if something like this comes up, then this is how we're going to react. But it takes the new owner of said team or the current owner of said team to sit there and incorporate that into you know within their bylaws. So I don't know what possibly could have happened other than what's going on right now for it to be what it is. Yeah, it's almost like the same thing where you're trying to ask, you know, what can be done with the NFL? I mean, Adam Silver works for the owners and he only has a certain amount of power <laughs> that he can wield. He can wield a lot of power towards the players, but he doesn't have that much power to wield towards the um, the owners. And he basically said that when he handed down that ruling with the one year and the $10 million fine. Um, so I agree with you, Ace. I don't, I don't know how much he can do because you need owners buy-in. And I don't even know how much the owners are going to willing to do to police themselves because you got the other 31 of their owners out there probably looking like, oh, shit, I don't want to do anything that's going to cost me my team. And they're probably 
no one's saying nothing because no one wants to be the first one to be throwing stones and then someone uncovers what's going on inside of your own house. So everybody right now is keeping quiet. Adam Silver kind of got through a slight lifeline because he wants because he's selling it. So it kind of takes him off the hook a little bit. But I, I don't know. It's you're asking the owners to police themselves and they're only going to do but so much short of having any guidelines that if you do said thing, you got to sell the team. Yeah. Um, I, I, the reason why I was asking is because um, I know that with so much that's going on, and, and you're right, because Adam Silver does report to, quite frankly, the owners. Um, I was thinking, you would think that somewhere down the road, um, the next collective bargaining agreement that's supposed to be taking place sometime very soon, um, they would incorporate something that will make the owners more accountable for certain things like this to prevent things like this happening again. Um, I, that's why I was just kind of curious to see, do you think that that would be something that can happen? Um, maybe like, for example, bring in a special arbitrator, similar to what um, the NFL did with the uh, Deshaun Watson, even though it didn't work, it was something um, in that regard. So I, I was curious to see maybe that that would be the next step uh, to help try to minimum, you know, to try to prevent this from happening. Um, going forward, that's gonna be very interesting. But I, don't, I it's it'll be interesting to see. But I don't know if you're gonna get that out of out of the next collective bargaining agreement because I know the owners got a lot of fish to fry with the players. So <laughs> they may they they may be willing to give a little, but the players are gonna have to give a lot and you know they already got their eyeballs on the whole signing a contract and then want to try to bounce out and force your trade that's a whole nother conversation for a different story but i don't see it happening but if something was the players gonna to have to give up some stuff that they don't want to give up hmm. that is also true um i guess that's something that we will see um because i know that right now there's a couple of prospects that are looking at the purchasing of both Phoenix's team, Phoenix teams, basketball teams. Uh, so I, this is going to be an ongoing story. Um, I have a feeling that this is just the tip of the iceberg in regards to the process of selling the teams. And we will definitely take a look going forward and see how this goes. Um, but real quick, also, let's stick with the NBA. Um, something else that I wanted to mention, of course, um, they are actually in the process of having an agreement to uh, – make the rule change for the um, one and done for high schools um, or reach the um, people, I mean, for the the NBA draft to change from the age of 19 uh, to the age of 18 now to be allowed into, uh, part to participate and enter into the NBA draft. Uh, so let me get your thoughts on that because it looks like they're trying to push that through. Um, so let me get your quick thoughts on that. You're muted, sir. You're muted, homie. So they're trying to go back to coming out of high school, jumping straight to the pros, and you know what? I like I like it, but I still think that before you could be able to jump to the pros, they still need to go through that process where 
you go through the G League, uh, go through the G League process, and if those from the G League determine that you might you might be eligible, you might be one of those chosen few that are good enough to skip the the G League or college to go to the pros, then yes. But I don't think there should be a process where I average 45 points a game and just think that I should be able to just go straight to the pros, you know, straight to the pros. But that's just my opinion. But I like the idea because it it brings back some semblance of balance to college basketball. You know what I'm saying? It's just college basketball is pure. It, it's only a handful of those individuals that sit there and think that they're good enough to go straight from high school to the pros, but they thought, oh, I need to go to uh, to college for a year before I can go to the pros, and then realize that they go to Kentucky. They thought they were good enough to be one and done, and then they realized they have been at Kentucky for three years. Or just like the case with the cat from Memphis, who thought he was good enough to be one and done, and then ended up transferring to Eastern Kentucky or Western Kentucky, and then getting arrested for whatever, and I'm not here to bring the negative towards the positive of the situation, but I'm just here to say that it's a humbling experience when you sit there and think that you're that you know you're that good, and then you go to college and then realize like dog, I was never really that good. So I kind of like it, but I think there needs to be some some vigorous type of thing that goes on to, to really determine if you're that dude, because there's only a handful of dudes. And I don't mean a handful; it's probably like five, no, maybe no more than five that's eligible to sit there and go straight to the league. And everybody else just got to eat that slice of humble pie. And you put it right there. There's maybe five. And then even at that five, I would say maybe one or two that really legitly can do it. Um, I mean, I figured it was going to go back there, and heck, maybe LeBron James might actually get a chance to play with his son right out of high school. That's the first thing that came to my mind, um, <laughs> that he'll get a chance to play with his son right I'm out of high school. I'm surprised that um, Ace didn't mention that, but okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, so on the one hand, I could see it coming. I was, I'm still not a big proponent for every for it because it does take away from college. Not everybody is to the level where they can go right out of high school and go right into the pros, you're going to have what we had before a lot of cats that are um, a, a lot of cats that think they're ready, go to the pros, don't get drafted or get drafted and they're and and, and they're no good um, because they didn't develop enough and no one's really developing in, in, um, in high school, because let's be perfectly honest, high school is like an extension of AAU, <laughs> and no one's and outside of certain kids learn some fundamentals, all this is like run and shoot at you know on the court. So no one's really playing any fundamentals of basketball, depending on what high school you go to. But I would say this: I it would be nice to see an option for kids that let's say out of high school they declare for the draft, they don't get picked but still allow them to go back to college if they want to. Or to a certain degree is, let's say you come out of high school, let's say you go second round, you know, let's say they are, they can still have the option of going, going to college and that team can retain their rights. And then once they, maybe a year or two, 
they think they're ready enough, then they can come. But all this is going to do is going to have a lot of high school kids thinking they could play, and it's going to bolster the G League more so than the NBA because a lot of kids, if they don't give them the option to go back, if they can't make it, don't get drafted, they're going to go to the G League or go overseas. And the and college basketball still gets screwed unless they drop this quote-unquote amateur status thing and allow kids or they don't get drafted or get picked late the option to not lose their you know college eligibility and go to college outside of that the ncaa gets screwed either way nba is still gonna get who they want in the g league i think is going to benefit more because there's going to be a lot more kids that really can't cut it than can they're going to get sent to the g league You're right. Um, I just think the timing of it is just, it's too, it's too. Coincidental? Yes, very much. <laughs> which brings me back to the reason, but again, which I, it's just too coincidental. Like now all of a sudden everybody's in agreement about it. Now this particular time um, when they have so many opportunities to do it beforehand and can push it off until later to, um, do some thorough research on it. Um, it. It's just too coincidental for me. Um, and I don't usually dive into conspiracy theories, but I think that this is just way too coincidental. And I'll just leave it at that. Um, I'm not saying that it's a. I'm not saying it's not a bad thing or a good thing. I'm just the timing of it is just seems fishy to me. That's all. <laughs> Right. Oh, 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 so are, <laughs> so are we, we going to sit there and say a certain king and a certain prince that might be coming out of high school and all this other type of crap, you know, he feels, feels some coincidental type of stuff. I don't know. I'm, I'm just I'm, assuming. No, that's what I'm assuming. Um, it's so much, I mean, be honest, because a lot of people is assuming the same thing. It's, it's just too coincidental. Um, and I'm not, I mean, you know, it is what it is. If that's what they want to do, you know, that's what they want to do. But it just seems too coincidental. That's all. And that's all I'm saying. Yes. And the year where was it going to be 23-24 season where this could potentially go into effect would coincidentally be the year that LeBron James could either opt into the Lakers Correct. or walk away. Correct. So... Not saying that it was planned, but it very coincidental. Exactly, exactly. And like I said, I don't. I I usually don't believe in stuff like that all the time. But yeah, this kind of does seem a little bit off. Things uh, that make you go, hmm. Exactly, exactly. Yep. Um, but um, so let's stick with the NBA because it just seems it's been about all NBA stories, but. The biggest story today, of course, is the um, Boston head coach, Ime Udoka, um, head coach of the Boston Celtics. He um, is expected to be suspended by the organization for the entire NBA season. Um, and for having uh, breaking news, he is now. Oh, it is. Oh, so it's okay. So it's official. So Ime Udoka has now officially been suspended for the year. Um, by uh, for the entire NBA season um, for having a consensual relationship 
with a female member of the team staff. Um, and that's according to, of course, ESPN, The Athletic, and the Boston Globe. Uh, so let me get your thoughts on this um, in general in regards to the suspension, because quite frankly, uh, uh, let me get your opinions on it. I'm, I'm not even going to say anything. Let me get your opinions on it. I mean, because it isn't a violation of the franchise code of conduct. Outside of the, the, the craziness that he would indeed do this, have this intimate relationship while he's still, and he's not actually not married to Nia, Nia Long, but he, yeah. they're together, engaged. Yeah. It's still outside of that part, which still is a head scratcher. <laughs> this whole thing. Five it's, whole it's, years. Yeah, They've well. been engaged for five whole years. I don't know what woman to sit there and entertain five years. I understand that Leah Long's and her career for five years. Carry on. <laughs> but even but not even getting into all of that that part, the, the whole thing is it was just weird because it, there's we still don't know all the details behind this. Um for me, it's just the way this was handled, it seems very sloppy from the Celtics perspective. Um, and it's just a bad look for the Celtics, a bad look for him. Um, you know, the way it was handled, the way it was disseminated, we don't know all the facts per, per se. Everything is kind of like dripping out. And um, all we do know is that him and his young lady were in a consensual relationship, intimate relationship that was um in violation of the Celtics um of, of the Celtics um policy. And it's not like stuff like this hasn't happened in every organization in every other sports, you know, sports league, you know, whether it be baseball, whether it be football, whether it be hockey, I mean, you call it, you name it, these kind of fraternizations has occurred. Um but I'm like I'm not condoning what he did because he did he did have somebody he has a child with and had his partner. And we don't even know if they're still technically quote unquote together at this particular point. So there's a whole lot that we really don't know that we do. So I'm kind of wanna I kind of wanna table all of that until a lot more comes out. And we might find out that the reasonings for, for the suspension for a whole year, which I'm like, wow, did it really come need to come to that? Because I'm like, either you're going to suspend them or you're going to fire them. Um, was it a fireable offense? Apparently not. Um, the NBA didn't feel a need to come get involved because this is a team policy that he violated um, to consenting adults. I don't want to get in anyone's personal business. It's not my personal business what they do. But if you have violated the policy to a point where the team felt like they had to put this out there and suspend you, then you did something more enough for them to warrant that they're not they're not going to fire him because he's still a good coach per se but i just want to hear i'm curious once they put out all the information what the hell was what the hell were they thinking um i'm reading some of the reports now and it appears that the pair had been separated prior to all this it's going to win that nia long Nia and um, Udoka. 
it appears that they have been separated prior to this coming out. Yeah, but you could. That's no different than, and I'm not putting my stuff on Front Street, but it's no different than a husband and wife being married. They're separated and seeing somebody else, but it still doesn't mean that they're not technically married. You know, just be. But they're not. They're not married. <laughs> understood. But until they're currently saying, like, you know what, screw you, f you, I'm not with you, I'm not with whoever. There's still some some sort of ties, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah, you may not wear the engagement ring I gave you, but that doesn't mean that the engagement ring ain't sitting on your night table or your dresser every day and you ain't looking at it. And that doesn't mean that we don't talk every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah, that's, that's the whole thing I'm saying. We we really don't know the, right. the full story. Like you said, it could be as simple as that. It might be separated with dealing with each other they might actually be separated where you know we're not gonna we're not gonna deal with each other outside of the sun that we have which somebody which which is another person with you know with miss long that are really in this bubble now you have her and you have his son that has to deal with all this yeah and the way that it was handled by the Celtics. that's what i'm saying it was very messy yeah right without question and whoever like however it got out like that should have been handled internally like it shouldn't have gotten to this point but in saying in doing that i don't think that the celtics knew if they if they knew about it they should have handled it internally if they didn't and they responded to the reports out there now that's been made public still it they should have kept it they should have kept it there's some more investigative work. It should have been more internal. Um, they should have kept that private. Um, whoever it was should have kept it private, quite frankly, um, and handled it the way that it should have been handled, private. But I just have a feeling that there's going to be a lot more that comes out, which shouldn't be coming out. Um, but the, the NBA and the Boston Celtics had to do their due diligence, of course, um, because they can't have this happening. Um, so they had to do something. And I feel you, but at what point does life and sport separate? I'm not saying that a coach, a player, an administrator, uh, somebody with a team needs to be out there and just being a whore, whether it be man or female, man or woman, it doesn't matter. But at what point does somebody's job? And then somebody's work gets separated because I could be that guy at work that's engaged or married, having an affair, doing what I need to do. And because I got caught out there, it doesn't mean that I lose my job. So at what point do we sit there and just agree that, yes, it's wrong. Yes, we agree that because of the job that you have is in the public eye, but as an organization, as a job, as a company, you have to sit there and turn a blind eye. You can't let fans or or corporate corporate thingies dictate how you run your business. Because, and I mean that goes from the top, from the CEO to the GM or whatever. Nobody's perfect. 
So at what point do we sit there and say enough is enough? That's why the the, the codes of conduct is in place. Every every organization has different codes of conduct um, in, when dealing with certain things like this. And I guess the organization may have put it there because they don't want something like this to happen. So which is one of the reasons why they're saying like there should be no fraternizing with any, you know, it shouldn't go to that far when you're working with someone, any coworker. Um, some organizations, some companies have that in their HR policy. So it could be something of an HR or ethics violation. Um, no matter what it is, if they disobeyed the codes of conduct, they should already, they should know what the rules are. If they ain't following the rules, then they have to be punished. Um, it, it's, it's simple. There's some organizations that don't do it to that extent, but when you're talking about the Boston Celtics being the public eye of the NBA, you're not just representing the Boston Celtics, you're representing the NBA as well. So in doing stuff like this, there has to be consequences. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But, you know, it's just, yeah. Go ahead, e. No, I was nah. going to say, I mean, I mean, I, I guess, you know, these kind of situations, like I said, there is a code of conduct in place, you know, for these things. Now, that's why I was saying, I'm curious, and once all the facts come out, did what they were doing, did it warrant the level of a full year of suspension for him? And what has happened to the other person that was, you know, in this relationship? We've heard that's nothing it. about that. True. Definitely true. But, but on a, but on a, um, on a side thing, I mean, I guess we could, if you think of hypothetically, maybe the Boston Celtics were a little worried about something that could potentially happen. So let's say they were still in a relationship and for whatever reason, no, let's say she's working there and she's trying to get a, a job, a higher position, you know, within the Boston Celtics and she doesn't get it. Now, Dumi may not be her boss, but he's still a coach, a pretty good, powerful person in that organization let's say she doesn't get it and then she feels slighted because maybe she ended a relationship with him and it could have been retaliatory, you know, she can come out and say that. So now the Boston Celtics could have a possible, you know, issue on their hands, which could be way bigger than what this is. If they, especially if they knew about said, you know, relationship didn't do anything about it, you know, not to say that that could have that's hypothetical, but maybe they were looking down the lines like might need to do something about in case something like this happened, you have a mess on your hands than what you have right now. So it's it could be so nuanced issues in there. I'm not saying that could happen, but I, perhaps that's a scenario which they envisioned. But it still comes back to it. I'm like, what were you guys thinking? You know the rules and was the rule saying that they could suspend the person for a full year? That's, I don't know. It just seems without knowing everything and the Boston Celtics have not been as forthcoming with the information. I'm, I guess so I'll be waiting on, you know, Woj and all the other, maybe, you know, be reporters to kind of tell us, you know, all the information. But like I said, the way this was handled and everything is just. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, and that's what I was saying before that it, whoever, however it came out, it, it was done poorly. And I think that's why the Boston Celtics did what they needed to do to get a jump on things or to try to get a jump on things to see, to let the people know that 
yeah, we're on top of it, even though we may not have been on top of it being pushed out. We're on top of how it's being handled. Um, so um, I, it's unfortunate because the Boston Celtics were um, one of the favorites to go back to the Eastern Conference, I mean, to the finals. So um, I, I, it's, a, it's very unfortunate. Bottom line, it's very unfortunate um, because now what are you going to do? Um, how things are going to get handled? Um, the, I believe one of the assistant coaches is now the interim head coach for this year. So, ho ho Brad, ho Brad ho Stevenson. ho! Uh, can we can we identify that this interim head coach is uh, ex uh, WBU player Joe Mazzula, who was in in line to become the head coach of the Boston Celtics? That's a fact. I didn't know. I, I to be honest, I didn't want. I didn't know if you was going to be aware of that or not. So. How the hell did you think I wouldn't know? If I'd be aware of that. Come on, man. come on, my guy. Come on. How would you oh. think I didn't know that? I'm I'm on a message board. I know these things. <laughs> they were talking. About- I didn't know it. Yeah, I, I I skimmed through it and saw that it said former WVU. <laughs> you you muted again. yourself, man. Again. Oh, I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't want to seem like I was a homer. Yeah. Well, hey. Like I, said, <laughs> I, I mean, know, so. But oh, but, if we, but if we're gonna sit here and talk about it, yes, I'm gonna be on that pedestal and say yes. Joe Mazzula, ex ex WVU player, when they were doing stuff with the uh, with uh, Pitt Snoggle and all that back in the day, he was the point guard or one of the point guards of that squad back when West Virginia was going to the Sweet 16 in the Elite Eight. Yes, Joe Missoula, my dog. Okay, carry on. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. <laughs> and I'm but, going uh, back on mute. No, no, but we definitely will see how Boston um, plays this year um, with some of the with the changes that happen. Um, they're still a favorite, not one of the favorites, but I could see people are being a little bit down on the team as a whole. Um, because of the loss of Ime Adoka for the season. So we'll yeah, talk more they, about they, the. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say this definitely is going to, you know, give them, take them a, a slight step back, you know, uh, yeah. from what people think they're going to be. But I think we'll, have, we'll all have to unmute yourself, boy. We haven't seen them coach. So stop shaking your head. Let's see what it looks like for the first 30 games. <laughs> now put yourself back on mute. <laughs> no, I want to shake your head when I said we don't know. They, they are going to take a slight dip until we see what the product is. If it looks like how um, a dude was coaching, they'll be right, right there where they are. Exactly, I agree with that. So wait, does this mean wait does this mean now that you're going to be rooting for Boston now? Say that again. Does this mean that you're going to be rooting for Boston now? Fuck no, I don't give a damn about Boston. <laughs> At least he's honest about that. Boston can kiss my ass. Do I love Joe Mazzula? Hell yeah. Is Jason is Jason Tatum my guy? Jason Tatum is good. I love Jason Tatum. Do I like the organization? No. No, not at all. Because if I had to sit there and take the Knicks or the Nets, I'll take either one of those squads before I take Boston every day and twice on Sunday. I had to <laughs> I just had to ask the question. Um, 
<laughs> but Joe, right. but Joe, I'm rooting for you, dog. But if you lose, you lose. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I don't even know where to go with this. Um, all right. So real quick, um, before we move on to the NFL, of course, we have to win the immense if we ain't pay um, respects to the um, Las Vegas Aces for winning the WNBA championship. Of course, they beat the Connecticut Sun uh, three games to one um, on Sunday and became the WNBA champion. So, fellas, um, I know that with all you know due respect, we don't pay much attention to the WNBA, um, you know, um, with everything. But um, let me get your thoughts about the Vegas Aces winning the WNBA championship. I'm just mad I didn't get the opportunity to go to Vegas to watch them play. <laughs> and, and, and and I don't say that because it's Vegas. I'm just, I mean, okay, yes, part of it. Yes, I would, it, I would. <laughs> you know, but you there's that slim, slim window of opportunity where football is playing, and the possibility that Las Vegas Aces is still in the playoffs at the same time. So you have an opportunity where you can sit there and watch a quality NFL game, and some premier. WNBA playoffs type of action. And you just so happen to be in Vegas for three or four days at the same time. I don't know. And then, okay, so hockey hasn't started yet. But I don't know as a sports fan where you're not excited about that. You have college football that's going on. You have you have the WAC conference that's going on. They got UNLV football right there. You got Nevada right there. You got a lot of stuff going on. You got a lot of action. So if you're not the gambler, well, I'm sorry, if you're not the casino guy, if you're not the clubber, if you're not the showgoer, but you're that guy that want to sit there and bet on some sports and have some live quality action going on right there, who wouldn't want to be a Vegas at this time of year when you got all that quality sports going on? And I just wish that I had opportunity to really to soak it in and take full advantage of it. You know, it's no different than if the, uh, the Raiders – and the the hockey team, I can't think of their name right now, off the top of my head that uh that plays in Vegas, but they've been pretty damn good since their inception as well. I think they already went to the Stanley Cup within the first two years. Yeah. So I mean, there right. is a buzz going on in Vegas with sports. So I mean, as if you if you're a sports enthusiast, why wouldn't you want to go out there, regardless of whatever gender is playing? Obviously, it's a winning winning situation. It's a winning culture. Hmm. Oh, that's a that's a that's, that's good points, my my man. Very yeah. good points. Very much. Um, Very much. But um, big ups to the Aces. Uh, they were the best team. Um, and they asked their, I believe, their first WNBA championship. So big ups, you know, big ups to them. And let's see if they can repeat next year. Yeah, definitely. Um, of course, also big ups to Becky Hammond. Because that's her first year as a head coach, and right. to bring her to to bring the um, Aces to a championship, and she, Becky came from, gonna be, and she came from the Spurs organization, right? Correct. Yeah, correct. Becky Hammond is go, should be solidified as a first ballot Hall of Famer, without question. Um, I, I, you, I mean, at this point, her accomplishments alone, you can't tell me that she doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Famer. For the women's uh for women's basketball period um, oh so, she will 
Yeah, yeah. Um, kudos to her. Um, I'm very interested to see if they can repeat now um, going forward. But that championship parade was probably the most lit I've seen any team. <laughs> the press littered in a littered in a. Um... The, um, the Golden State Warriors, because you had oh, Clay yeah. Thompson out there, uh, drunk, drunk off his behind, off the henny. No, don't joke. No, no, no. The Aces were 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 lit after the like immediately after the game. They came uh. to the press conference lit. They came to the press conference with um with the alcohol right next to them. They was lit. <laughs> Aja Wilson was probably one of the most lit person that on the, in the press conference. She was too drunk, like literally, like she was just like. You ain't know what she was saying. It it was like I never. You got to you got to pour the champagne, not drink it. Yo, she, was drinking. <laughs> she took it to the head. I was like, "Yo, we, that's what we doing at the press conference." Like, I, like, I got numbers. For, I ain't got number of respect for that. Hey, you earned that shit. You earned yeah, nah, that. Yeah, that, I, I I I totally respect it. But it seemed like every player came to the conference lit, done. Like I ain't never seen that. So I knew the parade was going to be just as crazy. I mean, just, but you know, that's Vegas. You know, when you go to Vegas, you, it's just Vegas. So, um, but no, but all jokes aside, they, they really did their thing and much respect for them for winning the WNBA uh, championship. Um, we definitely need to talk more about them going forward and the WNBA as a whole, um, because we still got so many things that we have to talk about. Brittany Griner is still in Russia, of course. So, there's still a lot to talk about that we have to continue to, to focus on, especially in the WNBA, of course. Um, but turning our attention is now over to the NFL, I believe, unless there's something I'm overlooking. Um, go ahead. Judge. Um, uh, of course. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to overlook that. but um, Oh, yeah. you were purposely <laughs> trying to overlook that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I was just playing. No. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing. Um, Aaron Judge, of course. Yankees, the big man, big dog. Um, <laughs> hit his 60th home run um, these, this past game. And I have to admit, I was very curious to see when some of the opposing teams was going to start deliberately walking him. Um, because I wanted to hear the reaction. So um, he's close. He's very close. How soon do you think he's going to actually get to that record and break that record? I don't know, because the walking started last night and the Boston Red Sox damn sure said, if you're going to get this 61 homer, it ain't going to be on our watch. He got, walked for, he got walked for three out of the four times he was at bat. <laughs> so... I mean, I think he's going to – he's he's eventually going to get 61, I think, um, mm-hmm. between now and end of the season, probably 62. But boy, those, the, the, the Boston, like, not on us. <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't need that type of headache on their watch. <laughs> <laughs> so they got him for, like – this is like a, like a, like a two- or three-game series or just a – I think it's a four-game series. They started four today. Games. Yeah. <laughs> you, might, you might as well just say these four games, he ain't doing much of nothing. But in the same spot, what's crazy that if you don't have Judge doing anything, you can't guarantee that the Yankees are going to win because Judge has pretty much been carrying the Yankees all season. Without question. Like, 
everything else has been coming in spurts, but he's been the only one constant all season. So if you take that bat away from him three or four times a game, there's no guarantee that the Yankees are going to be able to do anything. And as a Yankee fan, that's that's concerning to me because it's not like we had that lead coming out of the All-Star break and we had a 12 to 15 game lead. We're down to five and a half, six games. Mm-hmm. This four game series with 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 Boston, we lose we lose two or three out of that, and Toronto picks up two or three games. You know, it's a dog fight to the end of the damn season. We can't afford to 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 let the the show of Judge, and I'm not saying that a show being a bad thing, but just the whole spectrum, you know, the the spectacle of the situation, be the plus or the minus or the, the good or the bad based off of the series and how things go throughout the end of the season. So, yeah, I think, I don't know if you guys ever watched the Bad News Bears from back in the day, but, they, you know, the very first movie, the Bad News Bears, when they had that one kid that was just raking it and they were going to walk him and he sat there and swung on an intentional okay. pitch yep. and hit a home run. I was like, I don't know if Judge need to go there, but dude, if you could think if you could get one, get one. I don't care how you do it. This is, this smack the joint. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's going to be opportunities for, I mean, Stan, you know, the last two games has definitely, you know, you know, shown his ass, but you know, you, you can't count on him because he could swing, you know, this game and be hurt and be out for life, like, like two weeks, he stays in and out the lineup. So it's like, I didn't know they had him, had him judge pitching off, you know, lead. I'm like, why are you going to pitch it off lead? Why don't you put him like, you know, three or four, like, you know, set it up where he, you don't want to walk them and then have Stanton, you know, or somebody coming up, but you you have met lead off. It, it's easy enough to just walk him because you don't have, you don't have no fear of low in the base for him unless you get to the bottom of the lineup and then, but still, I mean, but in the same, in, in the same breath that you're sitting there saying all that, when the Yankees, I think it was Tuesday night or Wednesday night when Stanton came up in a walk off grand slam, like you could sit there and say, okay, we can walk Judge, but Stanton is still somebody to be feared, though he does not stay healthy forty percent of the time when you know during the season. So you can pick your poison. You can sit there and walk Judge, but then you might mess around and catch a two or three run home run, depending on the second and third batters, and then Stanton comes up. So you could try. <laughs> You know, and it, it, it's worked out a little bit, but that the other night just wasn't one of those cases. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I'd be interested to see if he's going to really get the triple crown, and you know that um, well, he's not going to get the single season home on the record because he's nowhere near like seventy. Um, he's right at sixty. Oh, um, but, you but know for the I Yankees, mean- but for the Yankees, he'll he he could pass Maris, but just. Three. But what what I found interesting actually two, I'm sorry, two, not three. That uh what I found interesting was that Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, they were all in the NL. So when they hit all those home runs, that's the National League record. Mm-hmm. This ain't got nothing to do with Judge and the American League record. The American League record is sixty one with Maris. And 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 I don't think the babe 
the babe overall had the most home runs overall in the course of a career, but he never hit 61 in the season. So it's just strictly Maris that he's trying to break for the American League. So I thought that was really, really interesting. So, so quick question is, you know, records how far they hold wins, it appears these days. And, um, you know, the record, you know, the record for home runs per season was 61. Then you had, you know, Bonds and Sosa McGuire kind of, you know, beat that in consecutive years. But we've all, but after a while, steroids tainted their image. So barring any issues with Judge, you know, let's say he gets 62. Do you think people would hold that 62 as the true home run seasonal record over Bonds and McGuire and Sosa, what they put up? And not by a number-wise, but how from a fan purist of the game perspective. I got what you're saying. Um, First off, if Judge is 62 or whatever number past 61, he will be recognized as the all-time AL, American League home run leading king, bar none. Um, Will... But we have to sit there and think about uh, Hank Aaron when he broke Maris's record of 61, and I think he went for 64, 65. So then we have to sit there and focus on Hank Aaron's record. And then you have to sit there and think about Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa. And I've been saying this for years, and I'll stick by my guns with this to the day I die. Do is the scenario appropriate considering that they may or may not have taken steroids or whatever, whatever? Okay, whatever. But back then, those players were taking amphetamines, those players were taking speed, those players were taking whatever drugs that they needed to take in order to enhance themselves. Because we all know no matter what drug you take, it's not going to help your hand-eye coordination or your hips, or whatever it is that you need to do to make sure that you hit a ball. So my whole thing is, do you want to put an asterisk next to those three guys' name? If you want to, so be it. But if there was no rule sitting there saying that you can't do it, then stop hating. (laughs) Because at the time when they were doing that shit, nobody was caring because baseball was back to being king in the U.S., if it wasn't for Sosa and McGuire, baseball would have been dead in the mid-90s. So take it for what it is. Stop hating. I hate the purists that sit there and say, oh, you know, but nobody took drugs. The hell I, the hell they didn't. They were taking drugs. It's just that we don't know if they were taking steroids or not. We don't know when steroids really become legal or who said that it was deemed to be steroids at this particular year because of Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, and Sylvester Stallone was doing their things and doing whatever. We don't know if that shit wasn't going back to the 30s and 40s and 50s. We only know about the drugs that we know about. So stop hating. If they did it and it was under the cover of the law, didn't accept the shit. And when the year it became that you can't do it, then you can't do it. Point blank. I'm sick and tired of the bullshit, to be honest. 
players now can't do it, so be it. But players back in the day, they did it all the time. And stop talking about the 90s when they were doing it. Go back even further. But you have to respect that players now have the advantage of work ethic. They have they have they have better equipment. They eat cleaner. They do a lot of different things that are better than those players in the 30s and 40s. Babe Ruth himself was sitting there fucking eating hot dogs in the damn uh in the clubhouse. But he was still putting up numbers, but nobody was complaining about the way he was damn near eating. So shut the mm, shut up with all this other BS. Accept it for what it is. Let judge or whomever that comes after judge or with judge or whatever do what the hell they do. And if somebody breaks Bond's record, hey, maybe he did it the clean way. Maybe the Joker's just strong as a goddamn ox. <laughs> Stop assuming shit. <laughs> I can't stand it. All right, I'm off my soapbox. I pulled an owl. I'm sorry. This ain't, no, this ain't a this ain't an owl soapbox. This is the Aces soapbox. <laughs> Don't even put me in a mix of this. This is all you. Ladies I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When it's the Yankees, it's my soapbox. When it's Brooklyn, the Nets is yours. Okay, we got it. That's <laughs> fire. I'm just sitting back. I'm sitting back enjoying this. But I mean, it's just it's this. Oh, it's just so freaking annoying to hear this shit year after year. Ridiculous. I am. Uh, I do agree with you. You know, Ace, and you know that's why I asked the question. Um, how are people going to view a judge sixty-two as opposed to McGuire seventy or? Yeah, I mean, you know, McGuire is 73, excuse me. I mean, Barry Bonds 73 or McGuire 70 or, you know, 66. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be some people that are going to look at that and be like, because they know of all the people above him has some suspicions. And I agree with you. I mean, if it wasn't, if it wasn't illegal and it wasn't illegal when he took the stuff, why get on him? Um, but like you said, Baseball was coming off a coming off a self-inflicted wound of canceling the season, and then they came back. Nobody was paying attention to them. They were taking drugs, and trust me when I and trust me, the league knew all the way to the top, but nobody said nothing because you got too much money coming in and too much attention. But that's a different story for another day. But um, like I said, I'll be I'll be interested to see if Aaron Judge is going to when that single season home on the record for the AL and the triple crown, because if he does, if he gets both, how can you not deny him MVP? As good as Shohei Otana is doing, no one's done that. And he's damn close to hit the triple crown. Damn close. And if they're not going to really pitch to him or, or, or pitch, you know, pitches where he can't get the home run, then eat and get that triple crown. He's, he's he's close to both. I mean, he's damn close to both. Yeah. And besides, if show if they can give Shohei Otani the MVP after the season that he had, you best believe that they should be able to do the same for Aaron Judge for this season that he had. So I'm in complete agreement with you on that. Um, even though the Dodgers do have the better record right now in, in the MLB, um, it's all about the performance. Yeah. And right now, the talk is not about Shohei Otani. The talk is all about Aaron Judge. And if I'm Shohei Otani, you might try to, you might want to 
see how the best way you can get out of where you, the situation that you're at right now because you're on a bad I'm saying a bad team, but you're not go, going anywhere. And Yankees don't let Judge walk, even though I think I will be highly shocked if he walks after the season. That contract is going to start minimum 300 mil. Easy. I think he's going to get four. I think he's going to get four. And when I say he's going to get four, I think it'd be like a four year. He's already 30, so they're going to sit there. Whatever it is, they're going to try to do an eight or nine year deal. No more than 10. And I think they'll give him some sort of deal like, look, we want to sit there and show that we're the highest paid player. We want to pull a, a Bobby Bonilla and we'll just pay you X amount of money on the back end. But we want to show that we value you and we're going to give you the most. Just keep everything else in the hush hush on the back end and let's this this let's, let's keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, so, like I said, you, like I said, you better hope that he don't. Because I told you, if he gets the MVP, that's going to be a problem. If he gets that, you know, triple crown and the home run single for AL, that's the second problem. And if they by chance get to the World Series and they win oh. and he's the MVP, <laughs> you might you, you might open it, you might as well open it safe and be like, take take what you want. <laughs> Dude, you might the Yankees just might as well buy the CEO Wells Fargo and say, here, this is who you are, because all this money right here belongs to you. <laughs> and just to update, West Virginia is up 22 to 10 in the fourth quarter on Virginia Tech. Booyah. <laughs> wow. Um <laughs> oh and speaking of which, uh of course the Mets, New York Mets um clinched the playoff wild division card. So I gotta give credit where credit is due. Um, because they're definitely holding it in, even though they're in a close race with the Braves of the um NL East. But it's a good day. It's a good season for majority of the New York baseball team. So it's rare that both teams are doing well in MLB, so can't knock that. Um, but we're coming up against the clock. So oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold up. But there was something else that you wanted to touch on before we talked to, we talked on Judge really quickly. No, it was um WNBA. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. I thought it was something else. I thought it was NFL. I thought it was something. That's, was, that's 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 where we're going next. Right. Oh, oh, I thought you were shutting it down. Okay. No, 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 no. I was oh, setting okay. it down from the MLB side. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. But that, I do want to talk about the NFL, of course. Um okay. last week we did our 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 um pick'em game. A pickup game, yeah. And I forgot which game it was, to be honest. I completely forgot. It was the Philadelphia Eagles and Minnesota Vikings, and me and you, Al, we both look foolish because <laughs> we picked the Vikings and Ace picked the Eagles, and Kirk Cousins played like Kirk Cousins. <laughs> it just seems as though, and I, I, I really thought that after week one that Kirk Cousins had a turnaround. Uh, bitch. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And I even got to the point where I had him starting um, in, in my fantasy league. I mean, I, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But you know what's crazy? Because first, the week one, I had Aaron Rodgers starting. So, go figure. 
Man, look, I would have had this rider. I had to ride it with Aaron. I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers over Kirk Cousins. Oh shit, this is a no brainer right there. Is Aaron? Nah, all right? well, well, the whole thing with Kirk Cousins. I mean, with Aaron Rodgers is that I just want. I need to see one game with him and his wide receivers doing well. That's all I needed. I mean, I still won last week, but anyway, let's get right down to it. Week three, pickup game. Um, I, to be honest, I haven't even looked to see what week three's game is going to be. So if you guys, if you guys recommend the game, that's not playing now. Um, so, recommending- so why don't we just pick? Uh, all right, here's one: Miami Buffalo. Cool. With that. Ooh. Okay. I'm cool with it. Cool and, with and and they're playing in Miami. Not sure where yeah. the game is played. Yeah, they're 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 at they're at Miami. I'm still taking Buffalo. Sorry. I'm going to have to go with Buffalo because I don't know if that was an aberration in the fourth quarter with the Ravens or was that the true telltale sign of Miami? I am not sold on Miami just yet, so I will go with Buffalo. Oh. Can, can, I need to see a little bit more from 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 Tua in that in that squad. Can I just say before you pick Al that uh, I'm not saying that I agree with you. Al, uh, I agree. I agree with you. E, but I'm just saying that Ravens secondary is trash. So take that for granted. So, and that's what concerns me because Bill's defense is is solid right now. Um, I, I, I mm, think it's going to be a close game. But I can also see the Bills pulling out because I think they're just so determined right now. To, it's like Super Bowl or bust right now for them. So I could see I would I could see it being a close game, but I could see the um, Buffalo pulling it out. I don't know if it's close. I do know that Miami has weapons. A la Baltimore has weapons, but. I don't know, man. After watching some of the performance of what Miami did, I'm sorry, what Buffalo did to uh, to Minnesota, damn. I mean, they were getting to Kirk Cousins with a with a three and four man front. You mean Not, you mean Buffalo was doing to um Tennessee? Yeah. Oh, so I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Who the hell did Minnesota get their ass with, by? Eagles. Eagles. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That Eagles front. Yeah, that too. Or the Minnesota just sucks. Or they just gave up. I don't know. But either way. Um. Yeah, Buffalo has a much better defense than uh, than Baltimore. Yeah, and I'm not gonna sit there and compare offenses to offenses because I think, as we saw with with Baltimore's offense, they don't have a problem putting up points. Um, but Buffalo's defense is way more solid than Baltimore, so. I would love to see Tua succeed. I would love to. I think he's been getting so much negative press and talking about he's that he's not that guy. So I would love to see him do well, but I just don't see him doing well this uh, this weekend. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement on that. So we're thing. all picking. We're all picking uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are, well. We will see. We will definitely see. Um, right now, Cleveland is leading Pittsburgh 
Mm. Who's playing? Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Cleveland is winning 16-14 at the moment. Copeland Costa into the third. And my fantasy squad ain't doing crap. Those are two teams that are not trending well. Not at all. Um, I think Cleveland needs this win more than Pittsburgh, though. Agreed. Yeah, and I think both both of them are eventually going to have a QB change. I, know, I kinda, I kinda, be it for the better or for the worse, I can definitely see QB changes, you know, in the not too distant future. Well, I mean, we are we already know come week week ten or eleven that Buffalo is going to make a QB change. So it's, I think they're just going to rock. It. No, I'm sorry, not Cleveland. Cleveland, Cleveland is going to make a, a QB change regardless. I don't think they're going to do anything now between the time that. Deshaun Watson's available. Don't make sense. For what? And I'm Just sure ride it out. Glad. And I'm sure that you're glad that the 49ers did keep Jimmy G. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I wanted to read. That's what I wanted to bring back. Thank you. Because I completely forgot about that. Uh, yes, I wanted yeah, to bring yeah, that up. Yeah, your boys. Hey, look, it works out good for you guys because I think we know that we know Jimmy G has a ceiling. <laughs> he does. He does. But as of right now, I don't I, I couldn't say for confidence that Trey Lance ceiling this season would have been higher than Jimmy G's Jimmy G's ceiling. It may be eventually down the road, and we're not gonna know that now. Yeah. But look, you guys are in a good good position. I mean, he came right in in one and offense looked better. I mean, you just gotta ride out with it. Yeah, but then uh, who the hell did we play? Uh Seattle. Seattle. And I don't know if they were just overly hyped from their first game to make sure that they beat Denver and this came out totally flat against the Niners. But their offensive line didn't play anything like the offensive line played against uh, like Denver. <laughs> that, is, that is very And true. can we agree upon that? Yes, we could definitely agree upon that. So I don't know if that Seattle team was the same Seattle team that was hyped for game one versus game two. And, I, and as a Niner fan, I'm not knocking anything against the Niners. I'm just saying that that's not the same squad that came out there and did what they needed to do. So uh, I'm curious to see what the Niners are doing week three. And I'm going to take the same approach that I had back when they went to the Super Bowl and the Jimmy G. Like, I don't believe shit until I see it. So. <laughs> hey, before we wrap it up, I just want to say one thing to since you're talking about Seattle. To the old Seattle players, um, specifically Russell Sherman. Richard. Richard Sherman. Why are you still mad at Russell? I know you guys blame him for you guys not winning that second Super Bowl, which you should have, because we all we're all under the assumption that Bismo would have gotten to the end zone. We don't know. Probably would, but we don't know. But you guys, you guys blame that loss all on him, and you don't blame it too much on the offensive coordinator and the coach that called up that play. It's I understand, but why are you still coming? Why are you still coming at him, <laughs> Richard Sherman? Why are you still talking about he got unfair in treatment? It's oh, it's a it's been a long time ago. Just just let it go. You make you see you make yourself seem like the angry, bitter old guy. Um, Russell is not saying doesn't talk about it hardly at all. He doesn't say anything about you guys 
hardly at all. Not that I really heard much. But at this particular point, even Beast Mode doesn't really talk about it. The only right. person that keeps harping on this, I understand the defense played their played a perfect game. Played a perfect game, but it's it's not all him. So you guys just need to just come to terms with it and let it go. <laughs> and leave the man alone. Might believe he's corny or not. We all know why you're all mad about him being corny because his wife, all you guys want to, and we're not going to go there, but just let it go. And that was my small soapbox for the day. Everybody has a a soapbox. Hey, I'm (laughs) really happy with this. It's rare that you get two soapboxes in one episode. (laughs) But I I completely agree with you on that and, and that statement, though. Um, but I know that the time is completely now over the limit. So, fellas, let them know where they can find you at. You can find me on Twitter, Snapchat, and the gram at JD Ross, the number seven. Yo, you can find me on second and main. It's getting cool outside. So, I'm going to stand on that damn corner. The hell with that. <laughs> <laughs> but before I get on the corner, you can reach me uh, on Twitter at, uh, Cat Daddy one nine six three. That's Cat Daddy one nine six three on Twitter. And you can find me at JCSU Johnson C Smith's homecoming. Nah, just kidding. Um, you can oh. find me on Twitter, Instagram. I am Al Qualls. Twitter, Instagram. I am Al Qualls. JCSU, of course. Um, but we like to thank everybody for checking us out. Appreciate all the love and support out there. Um, thanks to everybody that's checked us out on Twitter, Instagram. I mean, Twitter, Instagram, yeah, um, Twitter live, um, YouTube live, Twitch TV. We appreciate all the love and support out there and on the podcast as well. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, whatever podcast you listen to, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen, we are there. Um, just search guys talking sports. But for now, we'd like to thank you guys for checking us out. And until next time, you guys stay safe, stay warm. God bless. Stay healthy. And We'll catch you on the next time on Guys Talking Sports. One.